0: Hi everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Rooted. I'm so thankful for this opportunity to connect with you. I'm so thankful for the time you're taking to spend with me. I know as the episodes progress and this podcast grows, it will get more personal. You and I are kind of like at the start of our relationship right now. So gradually we'll get to know one another and I'm sure I'll get more and more comfortable and you'll get a better sense of who I am. And like I mentioned in the trailer, I know a lot of things being discussed are, you know, on the more serious side, but I fully believe we can have a sense of humor while doing the work. In fact, it's an absolute must for me. I'm officially back on Instagram, so I hope you'll connect. At it's Catherine Morio, I-T-S-K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-M-U-R-I-L-L-O. And I want to hear back from you. What are your thoughts? I want to hear feedback. If you have questions, topics you'd like to hear discussed, and I also hope you'll share. This is a brand new venture for me, so I appreciate all the support I can get. This podcast has been on my heart for years. I have recorded so many different episodes. I've shared so many with close friends and family and they have never saw the light of day outside of that. I either overanalyzed, overthought it, wanted to wait for better timing or get a whole marketing branding thing figured out and then, then I would launch it. But essentially, these are all just different forms of excuses because at the root, of it all was fear. Now, I didn't wanna start my entire podcast off with an episode on fear. I wanted to create a really motivating talk about being super hyped for 2021 and going after everything because we are, we definitely are, but I believe if we want something we've never had, we have to do something we've never done. So I believe that starts with getting to the root of what has stopped us in the past. Because if we don't, we're only going to continue to repeat the same patterns. Fear is a reoccurring pattern for many of us. Now, throughout the years, my pride was not about to let me admit that it was actually fear that was stopping me from doing certain things, like launching a podcast. But I heard a message a while ago, and it was about taking action and doing what God has put on your heart to do. And if you don't do it, he's just going to use someone else. And I was like, hold on i want to be used i think we all have those feelings and thoughts of wanting to be used for something greater than ourselves so many times we just don't know what that looks like or maybe we do know but fear is keeping us stuck i have been consumed and i mean consumed with rooting out anything that does not belong we're not doing fear in 2021 I've allowed it to hold me hostage in different ways for far too long. I've allowed it to silence me. I've allowed it to create self-doubt and confusion. And I imagine I'm not the only one. John Lewis said, when you lose your sense of fear, you're free. And isn't that what we're all ultimately striving for? Freedom? There was a podcast I was listening to with Glennon Doyle and Brene Brown, and I absolutely love listening and reading anything from both these women. And Glennon Doyle said, there's no such thing as one-way liberation. When we free ourselves, we free everyone around us. I want you to actually think about that. When we step out of fear and into freedom, it is so much bigger than us. We never know the magnitude of that action until we actually do it. In November of 2018, I decided to take a solo trip to Portland, Oregon for my 30th birthday. Some of you have heard about this. I used to have a blog, I also wrote about it. But on that trip, God put it on my heart to move out here. Please trust. Moving to Oregon was never even on my radar, never even close to it. But now I'm here on a solo trip for my 30th birthday and it was actually the day of my birthday when it happened i was riding the bus cuz i was determined to figure out the transportation system here by myself and so i'm on the bus and i'm looking out the window and i'm start feeling this overwhelming sense of emotion and god doesn't really talk to me like that so i was sitting there surprised at this these feelings that were coming up and knowing that this is happening immediately i actually thought of my mom we're so close and it made me so sad to think about living in another state from her. And from, for those of you that don't know, I'm originally from Southern California. So I had this pure excitement, then immediately fear presented itself. And normally I would have allowed it to keep me there. But this was straight from God. Like I had nothing to do with this. So there was nothing that was going to stand in the way of his will. At this time in my life, I was the co-host of a really popular radio morning show in Southern California. I had really built and established my life there. That's where all my opportunities and connections, both personally and professionally, were, where my community was. But more importantly, it was where my friends and family were. I know a lot of people didn't understand my decision, but our choices are not for others to understand. And I'm going to say that again, because it's important For us to understand this, that our choices are not for others to understand. I always say, if you know your truth and God knows your truth, there is no one else you need to explain anything to. Sometimes when I've made a decision, I intentionally do not tell others because I don't want them projecting their fears onto me. And I don't think they do it purposely, but either way, I can't have that in my space. Currently, I'm reading a really amazing book. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I'm obsessed, so you will definitely be hearing about this book again. But there's a specific excerpt I want to read. If you agree that we can turn on stress response just by thinking, then it stands to reason that we can get the same rush of addictive stress chemicals as if we were being chased by a predator. As a consequence, We become addicted to our very thoughts. They begin to give us an unconscious adrenaline high, and we find it very hard to think differently. To think greater than how we feel or to think outside of the proverbial box becomes just too uncomfortable. The moment we begin to deny ourselves the substance we are addicted to, in this case, the familiar thoughts and feelings associated with our emotional addiction, There are cravings, withdrawal pains, and a host of inner sub-vocalizations urging us not to change, and so we remain chained to our familiar reality. Thus, our thoughts and feelings, which are predominantly self-limiting, hook us back to all the problems, conditions, stressors, and bad choices that produced the fight-or-flight effect in the first place. We keep all these negative stimuli around us so we can produce the stress response, because that addiction reinforces the idea of who we are only serving to reaffirm our own personal identity. Simply put, most of us are addicted to the problems and conditions of our lives that produce stress. No matter whether we're in a bad job or a bad relationship, we hold our trouble close to us because they reinforce who we are as a somebody. They feed our addictions to low frequency emotions. Most harmful of all, We live in fear that if those problems were taken away, we wouldn't know what to think and how to feel. And we wouldn't get to experience the rush of energy that causes us to remember who we are. Fear is a familiar response to many of us and through therapy I learned that we gravitate to what's familiar to us, even if it's unhealthy. So we can complain and complain about certain situations or certain people but we're actually unconsciously addicted to that familiar feeling it produces. Which is why I said oftentimes when I've made or I'm in the process of making a decision, I don't tell others about it. I'm usually in the midst of battling my own fight or flight response internally that is trying to present itself because again, it's familiar. And now you wanna project your familiar feelings of fear on me as well? Like No, I can't do both. I remember when I had announced my decision to move and a question I kept getting was, but what if you don't like it? As if that would be the end of the world. Can you imagine if we allowed just the thought of maybe not liking something hold us back from actually doing it? So fast forward to four months later to March of 2019 and I actually moved to Portland. I didn't have any friends or any family, I didn't even have a job yet. I barely had found a room to rent like a week before my move-in day and it was truly me just stepping out fully in faith. And I wanna share a piece of something I wrote a little after I first moved to Portland. I remember specifically when my dad moved me up here, he stayed a couple days to get me settled. On his last day, we went to a restaurant in downtown that overlooked the city. We were sitting there and I was looking out at everything and fear came out of nowhere. It consumed me. I was staring out the window and immediately felt paralyzed. What did I just do? What the F? What did I just leave everyone for? Why did I leave everyone I love? I missed my mom. My eyes started watering and I felt like I was about to lose it in the middle of that restaurant. I took a deep breath and remembered who was actually in control. I remembered the strength that resides in me. I remembered that whatever fear I was feeling in that moment My God is so much bigger and his plans are so much better. Please know that was not the only time I've questioned my decision or had moments of fear after I first moved to Portland. In the first six months, they came pretty periodically. We're human. We need to allow ourselves permission to feel our feelings. But what we can't allow is for them to consume us. So I challenge you to look within and identify what fears have been holding you back. Do you know how to identify when fear presents itself? Once you do identify them, what are those fears rooted in? Because getting to the root is what's going to make the real difference. Otherwise, we're just temporarily clearing out weeds that will eventually grow back. It's important to recognize our relationship with fear, to have a relationship with it so that we can deeply understand it. When we understand it, we can then separate it from our actual identity. Take your time with this because it affects different aspects of our lives in different ways. I remember over the summer, I had gotten back into therapy. And at the time, my brother and I were in a really weird funk in our relationship, which is not normal for us. There were deeper rooted things coming up from the past that were now affecting the present. And really, that's a whole nother episode. I think family is something we all have had issues with at some point. So it's absolutely something I plan on diving into eventually. But during this time in therapy, as we were unpacking the current situation between my brother and I, and unpacking the feelings of why I was acting a certain way, and unpacking my anger that was actually hurt and determining that the hurt was actually fear. You see, fear can take on so many forms that we ourselves can fail to recognize when it's actually presented itself. Take another moment and take an inventory right now of any anger or hurt you've been holding onto. What is that anger really rooted in? And is it anger? I know for a long time, anger was a much easier emotion, for me to react with, instead of admitting or showing that I was actually hurt. Because showing I'm hurt would mean I would have to be vulnerable. And the root of me not wanting to be vulnerable is fear. Vulnerability is another thing I really want to dive more into eventually. But for the time being, if you're wanting to get more information on this topic or learn a little more about it, I highly highly encourage you to listen or read anything from Brene Brown. She has done so much research and analytics and all of that good stuff on vulnerability. You can type her into Netflix. She's got a Netflix special. You can go into YouTube, Google her. She's got a podcast. She's Absolutely incredible. I want to wrap this up with one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite books called A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. She says, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us most. We ask, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. our presence automatically liberates others. Fear has crippled many of us into playing small when we know we were meant for something so much bigger. Our beliefs are the thoughts that keep us consciously and unconsciously accepting the law of our life. So I'm not gonna ask if you're playing small because all of us are in some way. I'm gonna ask, how are you going to stop playing small? And after you've reflected on the questions I asked in this podcast, what action steps are you going to take? Even if it's just one, what one action can you take this week that will move you in the direction of uprooting the familiar feelings associated with fear? Reflection brings revelation and revelation requires a response. How will you respond? Once again, thank you so much for sharing this space with me. Please don't forget to click subscribe. And if you enjoy what's being created here, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review. But most of all, please stay connected. I absolutely want to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at it'sCathermodio. Until next time, stay rooted.